Well, hey, good morning. It's uh, Friday, December 24th, 2021. Friday, December 24th, 2021. Uh, I should mention uh, something I said yesterday, jokingly, okay? And, you know, sometimes we make uh, statements that uh, don't sound like jokes. I actually don't believe people should get different medical treatment based on whether they are vaxxed or not. Eh, you know, I made a joke about that yesterday. Sorry. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast. That's what you Google to find me. Uh, tell your friends to Google uh, Political Views TV Podcast. Those four words and I'll show up right at the top of the search. I truly appreciate you. Thank you so much for coming every day. It's really nice of you. Uh, if you can, please bring someone uh, along uh, with you tomorrow and tweet to me your questions, insights, or fights at Cyberclops. Uh, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. Uh, yesterday... <clears throat> Biden clearly signaled that he supports making an exception to the Senate filibuster uh, to pass federal voting rights legislation. Uh, Biden told ABC News' uh, David Muir in a segment uh, that aired yesterday, if the only thing standing between getting voting rights legislation passed and not getting it passed is the filibuster, I support making the exception of voting rights for the filibuster. If you remember, uh, Republicans blocked four attempts uh, with uh, filibusters on several voting rights legislations. Um, Democrats whittled down several attempts to make the GOP happy. And of course, they're never happy because they, they just want to block everything, you know. So if, if they are going to carve out voting rights, a vote for voting rights, they should start with the original bill. If they're going to do it, do it all, go all out. Do it right, okay? Now that I have your attention, let's try and fix the world. Yesterday, hey, let's let's feel the burn. And it it was quite a burn against uh, Joe Manchin. Uh, uh, Senator Sanders penned an op-ed aimed specifically at a certain audience while calling out Joe Manchin. Yes, you wouldn't believe it. He did it. He did this. He he penned this op-ed on the Fox News website. I should mention that overall, the website is far right, but not as far right as the network. Uh, Anyway, Sanders, the chair of the Senate Budget Committee, uh, uh, he wrote, and and by the way, as chair of the Senate Budget Committee, he would know better, right? He wrote, Manchin, the Republicans and Uh, That's almost redundant, right? Manchin, the Republicans and corporate America say this bill will add to our national debt and make inflation worse. Not true. Unlike the bloated military budget that Manchin recently voted for, which adds $778 billion to the deficit this year alone and costs four times more than the Build Back Better Act over a 10-year period, the White House has said this bill is fully paid for. And we've discussed this numerous times about how it's already paid for. Uh, Of course, by it's paid for by taxes on the rich, like those who made about a half million dollars in dividends last year from his coal empire. Anyway, uh, I'm getting off uh, on on a little bit of a tangent. Um, Sanders went on. And to add insult to injury, this military budget came after we ended the longest war in recent U.S. history and was $25 billion more than what the president 
requested. He added in reference to the uh, Endless Frontier Act, I should also add that despite Manchin's deep concerns about the national debt, he voted for a $53 billion in corporate welfare that would be would go to a handful um, of profitable microchip companies completely unpaid for. Um, I, I, a little side note on that. Uh, I actually believe we need to do, uh, help these chip companies build bigger in the United States uh, so we won't have a, uh, a chip nightmare that we're having right now. Anyway, so I sort of disagree. I, I agree that, uh, that Manchin uh, should have voted for that just like many should have voted for it. Uh, but I, I, do, I, I also agree with Sanders in that you can't say something is costing more when A, it's not costing more, and B, you've voted for a lot, a lot more things that have costed way more. Anyway, Sanders, an economist, and of course you and I, right here, on, 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 talked about it right here, have disputed Manchin's claim that Build Back Better would create more inflation, and in fact it would reduce inflation. Uh, and economists claim that not passing Build Back Better could actually harm the economy. <clears throat> Moving on. Uh, the House Select Committee investigating the insurrection is asking that the Supreme Court respond to Trump's request that the justices block the National Archives from turning over his White House records to the panel by mid-January. Uh, the expedition request came hours after Trump filed an emergency petition with the Supreme Court requesting that the bench block the National Archives from handing over records from his time in the White House to the select committee following a number of losses in, in uh, lower courts. And I, I got to ask, okay, the judge gave you 14 days to respond. You waited until the final hours of those 14 days. How exactly can you still call that an emergency request? Yes, it came just hours before the 14 day limit on appeal set by the judge uh, and, and honestly, how can you call it an emergency <laughs> appeal if you waited 14 days to file it? I, again, this is about delay, delay, delay until Republicans get in charge so they can bury the investigation forever. The former president is arguing that the circuit court's ruling would create a poor precedent for future disputes pertaining to access to former president's confidential records. He is asking for a temporary order blocking the release of the National Archive documents while the Supreme Court considers whether or not to take up the case. The congressional panel filed an expedition request last night, hours after the uh, former president appealed to the Supreme Court, contending that any delay in the bench's decision on whether or not to block the release of documents from the National Archives would inflict a serious injury on the uh, select committee and the public. Uh, the panel wrote, the select committee needs the requested documents now to help shape the direction of the investigation and allow the select committee to timely recommend remedial legislation. Uh, the filing asked the Supreme Court to take up Trump's request during its conference scheduled for January 14th. <clears throat> sort of related. Rudy, Rudy, Rudy. What are we going to do? Uh, election workers, Ruby Freeman and uh, Wandrea Shea Moss, 
say in a new lawsuit that they have become the victims of political lies as the pro-Trump media universe spread accusations that they had miscounted ballots during the presidential vote count in Georgia. The two Georgia election workers are accused uh, are accusing right-wing TV network One America News, OAN, and former Trump lawyer and, of course, pundit uh, Rudy Giuliani of destroying their reputations and prompting Trump supporters to harass them, uh, filing, uh, uh, filling their lives with fear due to false claims of election fraud in 2020. Uh, in her complaint, Freeman said that because of the election fraud accusations, the FBI advised her to leave her home from January 6th when a mob surrounded it through the president uh, through uh, until the uh, presidential inauguration later that month. The lawsuit says she received hundreds of harassing emails, texts, and calls, even a Chris- Christmas card that said, you deserve to go to jail, you worthless piece of shit whore. Uh, and by the way, whores work hard. They are not worthless pieces of shit. Both women are afraid to live normal lives. Uh, Miss Freeman is fearful when she hears her name called in public. Miss Moss now fears risking even a visit to the grocery store and must get her groceries delivered instead. Uh, defendants have inflicted and con- uh, and continue to inflict severe and ongoing emotional and economic damage. If you remember last week, uh, we talked about OAN and Giuliani are already facing other major lawsuits from the election software company Dominion Voting Systems that seek billions of dollars in damages. I, and I would think Dominion, uh, they don't need that much money. They would probably be happy to give some money to these women who have been attacked uh, by the right wing. Anyway, Trump also called uh, also called Freeman a professional vote scammer and hustler on the now infamous uh, phone call he made to Georgia Secretary of State uh, Brad Raffin, Raffensperger. But <clears throat> Trump is not late, uh, named in the lawsuit as of yet. I don't know why. They probably fear to have a lawsuit against Trump because of all the media attacks and the death threats that would follow. That's what I. That's what I'm guessing. Uh, moving on. Yesterday, Biden signed into law legislation that bans imports from China's Xinjiang region over concerns about forced labor. The Uyghur Forced Labor Prevention Act is part of the U.S. pushback against Beijing's treatment of China's Uyghur Muslim minority, which Washington has labeled as genocide. And we've talked about the Uyghurs. Time and time again, even the mistreatment by the United States. Let's not forget that. Uh, Key to the uh, legislation is a rebuttal presumption that assumes all goods from Xinjiang were uh, Xinjiang were uh, where Beijing has established detention camps for Uyghurs and other Muslim groups are made with forced labor. It bars imports unless unless it's proven otherwise. Guilty until proven innocent, basically. Uh, embassy spokesman Lu Pangu said in an emailed statement, stay out of our internal affairs. Actually, no, that's a joke. Yeah, inside joke. You, if you listen to me, you know, it's always stay out of our internal affairs. Uh, but that's actually close to what, what, uh, uh he said, he, he said, this is a severe violation of in- international law and norms of international relations and a gross interference in China's internal affairs. 
Uh, China strongly condemns and firmly rejects it. Uh, he said China would respond further in light of the development of the situation, but didn't elaborate. In a statement today, by the way, I've noticed recently, China has been pulling out a lot of money invested in the United States. It might be to prop up their own economy, honestly. Uh, <clears throat> in a statement today, China's Ministry of Foreign Affairs expressed its strong indignation and resolute opposition to the legislation. The statement said claims of forced labor and genocide in Xinjiang are nothing but vicious lies hyped up by anti-China uh, forces. It added, the U.S. is engaging in political manipulation and economic bullying under the guise of human rights and is trying to undermine Xinjiang's prosperity and stability and contain China's development. Um, and, and, you know, I, th this thing about China pulling stuff out, pulling money out, it, I mean, it, it's, it's kind of scary because we've always been worried about China suddenly pulling out of, uh, of American, um, uh, the economic system. And, and how much damage that could do. But also, it's an indication that China is, is marching towards war, right? You can't have investments in the United States if you're going to go to war. So, a little concerned about that. Uh, moving on. Uh, the Biden administration is lifting restrictions on eight Southern African country, uh, countries that were put in place last month after the Omicron variant was first identified in South Africa, starting, I believe, uh, December 31st. He's going to start uh, um, uh, opening up flights. Uh, if you remember, those South African uh, nations felt they were singled out for doing the right thing. They made sure to make the world aware of the new variant and felt they were punished by cutting off travel. I should mention, there is a story out there that the Omicron variant uh, came about because of vaccines, that it evolved to get around vaccines. Well, that doesn't really hold very true. The, the Omicron variant came from South Africa, as far as we know. To that, I must remind you that South Africa had an extremely low vaccine rollout. And in actuality, about 70% of the population have caught covid and that, that gives them near, uh, nearly uh, herd immunity. So if anything, the Omicron variant came out of herd immunity, if you think about it. Anyway, moving on. Uh, <clears throat> remember the story. Um, was, it, uh, was it earlier this month? Uh, well, uh, the original story was a few months ago, I think. And then the NLRB uh, stepped in and Amazon got spanked. Uh, remember the story about Amazon union busting is what it was. They got caught and got spanked by the NLRB, the National uh, uh, Labor Relations Board, uh, for their actions in Alabama. Uh, New York Times just reported on Amazon's agreement with the NLRB, which is the result of six cases of workers saying the company limited their organizing abilities. According to the Times, under the settlement, which was finalized on Wednesday, Amazon said it would email past and current warehouse workers, likely more than one million people, with notifications of their rights and would give them greater flexibility to organize in its buildings. The agreement also made it easier and faster for the NLRB, which investigates claims of unfair labor practices, to sue Amazon if it believed the company violated the terms. Amazon, <coughs> excuse me, 
Amazon had previously settled uh, individual cases with the labor agency, but the new settlement, uh, settlement's national scope and its concessions to organizing uh, go further than any previous agreement. Because of Amazon's sheer size, more than 750,000 people work in its operations in the U.S. alone. The agency said the settlement would reach one of the largest groups of workers in its history. Uh, The tech giant also agreed to terms that would let the NLRB uh, bypass an administrative hearing process, which is, you know, really lengthy and cumbersome, if the agency found the company did not abide by the settlement. And that's because... Uh, Amazon is, is just just like Starbucks. <laughs> it's causing problems. No Amazon workers at facilities in the U.S. have yet to formalize, formally unionize. However, employees at a Staten Island Amazon warehouse refiled a petition to hold a union vote about a month after withdrawing their initial effort. Those New York City workers aren't the only U.S. Amazon employees organizing, and the NLRB regional director last month ordered a new union vote at the warehouse in Bessemer, Alabama, following those allegations that Amazon illegally interfered with a failed election earlier this year. The one that we talked about, they were doing some union busting. They were watching the ballot box, everybody that came up to it. Of course, we also just reported on Amazon endangering the lives of employees during that uh, series of tornadoes recently that killed all those people in Kentucky and the six who died in the Amazon warehouse in Edwardsville, Illinois, on top of the people that Amazon insisted while they were out around the tornado, just keep delivering packages, everything's fine. Pay no attention to that house where you just delivered the package that is no longer there. Wow. Uh, moving on to, uh, if, if you haven't been watching, if you've been in a, a dugout somewhere, uh, in a bomb in a bomb shelter, you missed this. Kim Potter, uh, the officer who accidentally killed uh, Dante Wright, uh, had her verdict handed down yesterday. Uh, yesterday, after four days of deliberation, a Hennepin County, Minnesota jury found former Brooklyn Center police officer Kim Potter guilty of first and second degree manslaughter for fatally shooting Dante Wright, an unarmed 20-year-old black man, a father, during an April 11th traffic stop. (coughs) She was the one who yelled, taser, 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 before firing her, uh, you know, gun, gun, gun. (laughs) Um, Potter argued that she meant to use her taser and not her Glock semiotic pistol. Uh, you know what? There's quite a difference in weight between the two. I'll just say that. Uh, and, and balance on the gun. Uh, anyway, she uh, uh, she argued she meant to use the taser on right during what she described as a chaotic encounter. The former 26-year-old uh, veteran officer could face up to 15 years behind bars and as much as a $30,000 fine. But since she has no criminal history, state sentencing guidelines recommend a sentence in the six to eight year range. Uh, I'm guessing she'll be out in four years for good behavior she, uh, since she has some time served already. Uh, Potter's sentencing is scheduled for February 22nd. Uh, the presiding judge in the case, uh, Regina Chu, ordered Potter to um, be immediately jailed. Um, 
Potter's trial took place in the same Minneapolis courthouse where um, Derek Chauvin was convicted. I don't think it was the same courtroom, though. Uh, this is an important case. And I, I'm going to, this is, let, let's, let's put the nails on this. Let's nail it down. It's important because of the chilling effect the opposite decision would have made. All an officer, if, if the opposite decision was made, all an officer would have to do to murder someone in the future is yell, taser, 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 before blowing their brains out. So it was an important, really important case here. I uh, just want to point that out. Um, <clears throat> you know, you may have guessed. As a child, I was a bit precocious. Just, just a little bit. You know, when I was like five or six. Doing my basic, basic math. And uh, my, um, uh, uh, my father telling me that, oh, you know, Santa has 12 hours to deliver all those packages. It should be no problem. <laughs> uh, you, this was long before uh, the, um, the armed forces tracked Santa and his sleigh. You know, the, the, um, uh, <laughs> that thing that they do every year. And I explained to my father how wrong he was. I really did. I explained to him how, how wrong he was. I said, you know, it's not 12 hours. It's 36 hours, okay? You, you start in uh, Fuji, uh, Fiji, rather, Fiji. You start in Fiji, which at, 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 the, at the time, I think that was the first one uh, on the other side of the international dateline. You start in Fiji the day before Christmas Eve because they're 24 hours ahead, almost 24 hours ahead. They, I, I think I said they were 18 hours ahead or something. I don't know, because I was on the East Coast at the time. Um, and you get a full 12 hours of average nighttime. You get a full 12 hours of average nighttime in the world. And then you add another 24 hours, because that's how long the world goes around. That's 36 hours that he has to cover the globe. And my father gave me a look like, what are you saying? <laughs> anyway, uh, so you, you can watch, uh, who is it that tracks Santa? I forgot. Uh, if you have any children, you can watch them track Santa, I suppose. Anyway, that's it. Thanks for listening. Friday, December 24th, Christmas Eve. Uh, 2021, Friday, December 24th, 2021. I truly appreciate you. Man, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you. It's so nice of you. Uh, if you can, uh, while you're with your, um, your um, uh, family over the holidays and you really want to annoy, annoy them with my podcast, certainly. Go ahead and play it. Uh, bring some with you, uh, you know, today this weekend, over the holidays, next week, whenever. Uh, PVTV, Political Views TV Podcast, uh, those four words. That's what you Google uh, to find me. I'll show up right at the top of the search. Tweet me your questions, insights, or fights. Come fight with me at Cyberclops, C-Y-B-E-R-C-L-O-P-S. And remember, you know what I'm going to say, remember, always remember, government profit is measured by the betterment of the people. Don't you ever forget that. I'm Peter Lawrence, reporting from Los Angeles.